Can a marriage survive infidelity? We dig deep to explore this thorny question. Join me, Jean-Claude Chalmet, and founder of The Place Retreats and a featured columnist for The Times, with Amy Cooper and Louise Daniels, on The Place Retreats podcast. Search Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite Android app. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to your next episode, the weekly midlife podcast with Amy Cooper and Louise Daniels. Uh, now, Louise, you're, it's safe to say, a fan of Instagram, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I love the gram. Yeah. What about your friends? Um, well, friends in their 30s and 40s, yes, they all seem to be keen on, on Instagram and, you know, really enjoying it and getting a lot out of it and ha having found their sort of tr tribe, which is a bit of a cliche, but, you know. Um, but what I've noticed is friends, so I'm 50 and friends of my age and a bit older, no, they, you know, I mean, it's a bit of a sweeping statement, but in my group of friends, they... They use words like, um, or they wonder what the point is of mm. it, and they use words like vain and vapid and silly and showing off. Um, uh, what about well, you, Amy? Because you're, you're younger than me. You're in your early 40s. Are you and your mates? I am. I mean, vain, vapid, showing off. Hello, that's me. And so <laughs> I'm on Instagram every sort of eight to nine minutes, but really just shouting into the ether, to be honest. And um, yeah, it's, it's funny, isn't it? It's a funny old... Um, app and I think that mm. actually I think that now I'm on it and I'm in my 40s I think maybe it, it maybe it isn't cool anymore but I, I don't know um no I know but lots of my 50 year old friends that have got Instagram and they'll have a glance at it from time to time but they're really contributing any content and they don't understand why they should bother getting into it and you know of course nobody has to but in my experience the reasoning for not for them not getting into it is basically that they just don't understand it and that's um, well that's the reason why I was keen to have our guest today Sarah Tasker um, who is uh, a bit of an Instagram queen actually she's um, a photographer and a writer and she turned what started as a hobby on maternity leave into a thriving Instagram business through sponsorship and photography and also her workshops and her online courses. And she has a best-selling book called Hashtag Authentic, um, all about um, understanding the science behind Instagram, you know, how to be creative on it. Um, and that's also the name of her wonderful podcast. So, um, hello, Sarah. Hello. Instagram queen, I like that. I'm just polishing my crown. <laughs> I think I've seen that before. I think it would just, that's your name, isn't it? That's your, 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 your <laughs> Change official. it. 
by Deepol. <laughs> yeah. I'm into that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so your Instagram account is writing photography and storytelling, really. Um, yeah, it's very honest and it's very, very beautiful um, and the complete opposite of a lot, a lot of the shallow stuff that Instagram has got a, a, a reputation for. Um, and I'd like to ask you a little bit later about using Instagram for business, mm. but first of all, for people... Of any age, but, you know, I am thinking basically about my 50-year-old friends um, who are curious but wondering why they should bother with Instagram. What would you say? What What do you love about it? Where do I start with what I love about yeah. Instagram? Um <laughs> So if you think about all the different social media apps, I think a lot of people are familiar with Facebook, which is a place where we mm. connect with people we already know. Twitter might be a place that people are terrified of because it seems to be a place where people argue with people they don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Instagram is this place where you connect with people you don't know, mainly through imagery. And that sounds, by the by, like that shouldn't matter. But there is something about sharing pictures of your day and sharing pictures of your world that connects you in a really different way with people. And... The community there is the most friendly I've ever found on any part of the internet, the most welcoming. And of course, it's now so big. It's got so many millions of daily users that there really is like a niche, a tribe, whatever you want to call it, for absolutely every single interest and kind of era in life and different type of person. So it means that there's there's a corner of Instagram for absolutely everybody and you're going to be welcomed into it in a way that you might not find elsewhere online. So it's not just photographs is it you know it's, it's lots of sharing stories and knowledge often and archiving your life and that can be really positive and inspiring and also a creative outlet for people so yeah. for me for mm. me Instagram really quickly started to fill the space that real life community had kind of left when I was on maternity leave as you said like I was at home a lot wasn't really getting out and I was missing that interaction and I think a lot of us are missing that in our life you know I live in this really small village and it's easy to see that a hundred years ago, there was plenty of community. There were pubs that everybody went to. There was a church that everybody went to. Everybody kind of knew each other's business and, and knew those day-to-day -day stories of one another's lives. And it, it doesn't really happen now. Whereas on a platform like Instagram, it's kind of like a digital village in the palm mm. of your hand where you build this community of people who know you and care about you and care about what you have to say. And so instead of it needing to be like bikini selfies and all the things that people <laughs> assume Instagram is all about, it can be as simple as like, here's my cup of coffee this morning and what's inside my head. And there's people who want to hear it. So in your book, uh, Hashtag Authentic, which uh, I, I love that title. It's great. Uh, you, you know, obviously, you do the online courses as well. And um, that explains the science behind the algorithms. Um, but I guess there's also an emphasis on making meaningful, supportive, sort of genuine connections via an Instagram community. And that, as we've said, can be empowering, especially for sort of midlife women and who can often feel invisible in popular visual culture. Can you explain Instagram communities and how someone could get started on building those? I guess it's easy to find those, but maybe to start something. Okay, so this is the way I've been thinking about it lately, which I haven't really explained to anybody else. So bear in mind that as I kind of waffle my way through it. But I think sometimes mm. rather than thinking of it as having to build a community, which feels quite cold, it feels quite like a labour, I like to think of it as almost just holding space and creating that space for a community. So thinking about what you want to talk about, what the community that of people around you that you want to have, and then mm. 
starting to put out the content, starting to create that messaging so that when people find it, they see it and they go, oh my goodness, this is for me. And they naturally fall into place around your community. Because what we mean Mm. when we say community on Instagram really is people who follow you, people who engage with you, Mm. people who join in those conversations and it all happens in the comments and in the DMs. It's all that conversation that's going on. And so how do we find that? How do we create it we start with the content it's got to start with you know putting stuff up there we can't wait until the community is there before we start to speak because that won't work Mm. and then it's things like tapping into hashtags there are hashtags already for every topic under the sun on Instagram but it's a really easy thing to do to just go in and start looking for people who are posting things that align with what you want to post and then looking at who is using those putting those on your own posts but also looking at who's putting them on their posts and maybe following them maybe talking with those and kind of diving into the community that's kind of parallel Mm. to the one you want to have because there's so much overlap and Mm. I always say like Instagram it's not just a broadcast platform. It's very much like social media. It's a two-way street. And so the more you can dive in and engage and actually be a part of other people's conversations, the more that's going to come back to you and create community around yourself. So if somebody were to go in, let's say they're starting out Instagram or they've got their account, haven't really done anything with it, they would put in the search a hashtag and then a word that is something they're interested in, like midlife fashion, for example, let's say. Exactly, yes. Yeah. And something will pop up and what will also happen, so you'll see all the pictures of midlife fashion Mm. and then across the top you get a bar of other suggested hashtags that other people use that that they assume are sort of related or have in common. And so then you can kind of fall down the rabbit hole of clicking on some of those and having a look and following Mm. some people who use them. And very quickly, like, you'll lose an hour or two if you're not careful. Yeah, yeah. And you start to build up this list. And one thing I recommend people do is actually, like, jot down those hashtags. You can put them in your phone notes if you use that or just put Mm. them on a piece of paper. And then you have a little list of hashtags that you can put on your own posts when you're putting them out there. Some people worry, I think, that using, like, hashtags is in some way... Um, like self-promotional or like it looks bad but actually the whole point of posting on social media is connection it's human connection and if you're not interested in that why are you why are you there (laughs) yeah like have a private account so if you are interested like just accept that and be like yeah I'm going to put these on here to help people who will enjoy my content find me yeah yeah and that's that's a a very uh I wonder if it's um you know like uh, my age group uh that it comes back to that like showing mm. off thing that you know just like oh yeah I don't want to be seen to be showing off or being but actually it's about like yeah like you say just engaging and you know it's called social media for a reason isn't right. it so and, uh, like <laughs> I, I mean I get this a lot this kind of on Instagram it's just showing off it's it's the edited highlights of your life it's not real and mm. I really come back to this thought that I think that that is what humans have always done I think when we go into work on a Monday morning and someone says how was your weekend <laughs> We don't say, well, the cat was sick and I stood in it and I had a row with my mum. And like, that's not normally what we say. We go, oh, I went to this lovely place and I had a really nice time. Mm. Or when we get dressed in the morning and we put our outfit on and it's, you know, it doesn't look great or you notice there's a stain on it. We go, oh, I'm not wearing that. And you take it off. Like we edit, we edit for other people's perception all the time. My grandma used to shine her front doorstep so that people who walk past it, would think nice things about her house and assume yeah. the rest of her house was clean. And Instagram yeah. is my equivalent of my shiny front doorstep. <laughs> Shining your doorstep, absolutely. The other element to that is 
that when I look back through my Instagram feed, what I see is, yes, the edited highlights, and that's wonderful. Like, I scroll back and I can see all of the best moments of every single day of the last however mm. many years. And sometimes that is just a piece of cake and a coffee. Sometimes it's just a nice sunset. Sometimes it's, mm. you know, some flowers I bought myself. But that's wonderful. That allows me to, like, be really mindful of all the joy and, and be really grateful for all the wonderful things in my life. And I don't see that as deception because I think if yeah. anyone believes that anyone's life is always shiny doorsteps then they're kind of suspending yeah. their belief a little bit there mm. I guess there of has course, been a little yeah. bit of a backlash hasn't there about people sort of saying you know you, you put a picture of your happy family and then as soon as that click is taken you're just all you know hate each other or resent each other or you know <laughs> so, so and you're just sort of um I don't know, like polishing a turd or something but I guess there is there's a there's a, a balance to be struck between being sort of genuine and I don't know I've seen a lot of people kind of uh, especially with this um, lockdown that we're living in at the moment and and maybe bearing their souls a bit and it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. shiny and pretty but it's very relatable yes yeah and and that's always been true I think it's always been people who go to the extreme and want to create a super polished version of their reality on Instagram and like fair play to them. There's people that want to see that, but there's also plenty of people who are giving the real true picture. And that's not to say like necessarily, I don't think many of us want to log in every day and just see pictures of like people crying up or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Screaming children. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I like, really don't want to see that. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's where the captions can come in so, so valuably because the picture is the thing that connects us we might click on it and go oh look at that and then you read it and you think actually her life is exactly the same as mine and I just think of like how many of us have gone to a tourist attraction and stood in front of a landmark and we smile for the camera we say we make people say cheese Mm. so it looks like (laughs) they are smiling that predates Instagram we have always pasted on happiness for cameras yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not. Um, there's also, is there, um, uh, and there's lots of, like you say, there are, you know, really beautiful, beautiful accounts where it is all very polished and there are some that are completely the other way. Um, but I've also, when because now obviously I'm looking... I look at uh, midlife, lots of midlife women. You know, I, I don't want to see 20-year-olds mm. you know, pouting at a camera. It's not of interest <laughs> to me anymore and, or how they do their eyebrows. I don't care. <laughs> um, but, and what I've picked up on is that actually there's an overriding influence of that... Um, Another cliche of Instagram's cliche of you do you, you know, philosophy mm-hmm. and, and a tendency to respond positively to unique styles. Yes. And going back to what you were saying earlier about it's a, it's quite a kind, positive place, really. It really is. Like in how my however, however many years, how many is it? Like seven years of using Instagram now. I've never had trolling or nasty comments Mm. or anything and I've put pretty much every part of my life up there at some point or another and you'll see people like starting hashtags around even just like visibility of like older hands and what skin can look like at different stages in your life or um, Mm. body positivity or all of these kind of things that in other areas of the internet people might be more Uh, vitriolic or you know more negative Mm. or just use it as an opportunity to hurt people on Instagram it's really celebrated because it's kind of the system of people who want to see it see it and if you don't want to see it you don't see it so there's something for everyone and you're not kind of forcing it on anyone who doesn't want it which means that it's able to stay really positive just as you were talking then I thought about the recent Ian Wright case have you seen this 
I'm not, no, I'm not familiar with it. He has been uh, like DM'd on Instagram with the most disgusting, awful, racist um, uh, stuff. And, and, And obviously that is shocking, but... I assumed it would be on Twitter or I assumed it would be... I, I was really, really surprised to see that that had happened on Instagram. Um, yeah. Which, is, which, which really does just back up what you say. I think, that, I think you're right that that's, the fact that we're surprised tells you a lot about how most people experience Instagram. And of course, like, there are idiots on every corner of the internet. So yeah. they're going to find us everywhere. I think the other thing that Instagram really has in its favour is it has some really strong tools kind of employed by default but also ones that you can use to use yourself and set up manually that mean that people can't you know can't send messages like that um yeah which you know it shouldn't be the it shouldn't be put on the person receiving it so you have to to have to stop that but it means that you do have some control and some ability to make sure that your boundaries are really clear and people can't keep sending you nonsense when you were talking about sort of like seeing positive images of you know older like you know you said hands or body positivity stuff um uh, but I think I get the, my thinking about it is that um, because it's visual, many over 50s are reluctant to start because it is visual. And, you know, uh, but once they get connected with others of that age group, it almost creates a better perspective on ageing yes. as, uh, as well. Yes. Um, you know, it's the place to go to get away from labels that are traditionally assigned to older people um, and where we can see new, more positive versions of people in later life absolutely I had a really interesting experience of this when I quite consciously a few years ago noticed that my feed was very much looking so my feed is like you know the people I follow the pictures that Instagram was showing me by default was a very certain type of body so I made a really conscious effort to make sure I was following a much more diverse mm. range of different body shapes and I would have said that my brain you know I'm you know 36 years old 36 years of exposure to the media, my brain is very thoroughly wired to think that thin is best and that that is the only way I should look and everything else is unacceptable. And what happened was I bought a swimsuit that I'd seen on a a larger model on my Instagram feed. And a few weeks later, I looked at myself in the mirror in the swimsuit and my thoughts instantly were like, oh, look, I look kind of like the model. Yeah. And I felt really positive. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's how quickly it can change. Yeah. Because every day I was seeing these pictures of different shapes and different types of body. It rewired my brain so quickly to know that that was acceptable and that that was beautiful. And I think it's exactly the same with, you know, with with aging and, and with different skin types and with different ethnicities and everything. Like as soon as you make it part of your day to day, you start to kind of completely drop all of that, all of that stuff that was never ours to begin with. It was Mm. kind of given to us Mm. and we get to actually see it the way we choose to see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, just thinking about, you know, I know there is that sort of like slightly uh, d- uh, darker side where people are obsessed with um, likes and followers, uh, yeah. you know, and it can become like an all-consuming monster. Um, but And I just wonder, did things change for you when you started getting really high follower numbers? Has it ever... Has that ever been a problem for you where you've thought, right, this is now, you know, it is becoming all consuming and I've stopped enjoying it and I'm just looking at numbers. How have you dealt with that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a relationship that everyone has to kind of forge step by step. Mm. And there is something so human 
about being validated by numbers <laughs> and seeing, seeing it almost as like a high score in a computer game instead of what it really is, which is just a number on a page. Um, and I had a friend that every time my follower account would go up, she would text me and be like, congratulations, you now have as many followers as there are in this obscure <laughs> Icelandic village like that's how many people live there <laughs> so she would always like humanize it but I actually think that's really helpful because mm. um like some people get really stuck on oh I've only got 500 followers I've only got 1,000 followers but actually like if you're in a room with a thousand people listening to what you've mm. got to say yeah that's more than enough yeah um there have been points for me where like the the real thing is you post something and you notice that a lot of people have unfollowed you that's the one that catches me oh. and then you're like oh my gosh am I saying something wrong people don't want to hear what I have to say and I've really had to remind myself again and again that when someone unfollows you it doesn't mean they don't like you as a person it literally means that they do not want to consume that particular type of content right now and whenever I unfollow someone it doesn't mean anything personal it just means my interests have shifted or yeah. what mm. I'm doing has evolved and it's not the numbers the numbers don't define what works and what's successful on Instagram it's the people it's yeah. the connections and I would much rather have one person say that something resonated with them than you know 500 people click like because mm. likes are cheap whereas conversation is the real valuable metric mm. yeah it's it's interesting to um sort of discuss that with you because i know that i mean and, and anybody who follows louise daniels will know her um <laughs> you know just, her life uh, she just wanted just her want life up. to be complete <laughs> to get the swipe up she well, just wanted that ten thousand. Yeah. how's that going louise how are you feeling um, yeah no i haven't come getting nowhere near that i think i set that as a as a goal at the beginning of the year didn't i <laughs> so i just want the swipe up by the end do of you the feel year? a bit silly for doing that now in this current pandemic well you know um, <laughs> it's still actually like my biggest goal this year you know i have to say and if i get the swipe up i will have achieved but it's it's not happening anytime soon is it? what are you on right now <laughs> about 1200 <laughs> so... oh, okay no that's doable if you're at 1200 we can get you there by great, the end great. Of the year, no okay worries. oh look at this i love it i mean the thing is it's like like you were saying um you, it's that really tricky it's that tricky relationship, isn't it, between not just painting by numbers and just sort of like, oh, I'm, this 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 landed well, uh, that yeah. content landed well, so I'm going to put that out. I don't feel like that, but I'm going to put that out. And it's interesting because I I have I have that sometimes where I'm like, oh, this is what people seem to like, but I don't really feel like doing it. But that's what's going to boost that algorithm. And um, it, yes. it's it is a tricky one, isn't it? You've got to sort of aim true and remain faithful to what you set your Instagram up account uh, Instagram account up for um yes. and and remain faithful to that I've seen a lot of people get really blown off path by that and like they find themselves a year down the line with this immense massive following mm. but they're only allowed to post one kind of content because if they yeah. do anything else everyone's off and and that's like it's a horrible trap to find yourself in really because you then have to choose between your own kind of creative voice and this audience you've created. Especially especially when sponsorships come into it uh, and, you know, paid partnerships. Yeah, and it's lucrative. Yeah. When I teach Instagram, especially for business, I'm quite open about the way I use it, which is I, I kind of separate it in my head and I have posts I consider to be like outreach posts, which are those more kind of growy ones that I expect might do well in the algorithm, might help me, you know, attract new people. And they're kind of me playing the game. And then I have my more kind of nurture posts, which are just about me being who I always said I was, me showing up in the way I want to show, me 
knowing that it's not going to reach as many people, but that the people who it does reach are, are there for that kind of content and, and I get to be what I am. And so I think if you have that ratio in mind and you kind of decide what amount of each you want to have, it helps you stay on your kind of straight and narrow path, but without you having to completely sacrifice that part of the ego that wants to play around with those things and know what's interesting and what's popular because there's actually a lot of interesting data we can take from that as well. Yeah, and and it's interesting. We always say on your next episode, like, um, guys, if you're listening to this, this is free of charge. This is yeah. gold advice that's free of charge. I mean, if somebody is out there and they have got their sights set on becoming an influencer or, you know, becoming a global Instagram success, of course, your first thing you should do is buy hashtag authentic and sign for up sure. for one of Sarah, Sarah Tasker's <laughs> uh, courses. Um, but, you know, that's a really great sort of uh, bit of advice there. I guess the, the reality is it's not going to happen overnight. It, it, it It's a lot of dedication and hard work and hours to put in, isn't it? Like how many hours a day should you be putting that work in? Well, so when I teach Instagram in my classes, I tend to say around a 20 minute a day workflow is a minimum. Um, and I do that because a lot of people come to me and they're spending like two hours a day and their life has been lost to Instagram and they're yeah. completely miserable. And their relationships so, are in tatters. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And their relationship with their self is a mess because they've like just gone so far down the rabbit hole of Instagram. Mm. Um, so I think imposing a bit of structure on it like that can be helpful for people. But the two things I would say about your time spent on Instagram is put the most time into creating your content, whatever that is. It doesn't have to be photos. It could be like text graphics if you want to share quotes or videos or you talking to camera, whatever feels right for you. But put the most time into creating valuable content because that is ultimately the thing that's going to decide the value of your account. Mm -hmm. And then the second most common thing to do with your the second most important thing to do with your time is to engage with other people, like spend more time on other people's pages than you do on your own. And those mm. two things are the most neglected when people are trying to grow their Instagram. They get really caught up in like editing their bio and like making sure that they've replied to every single comment and all of that stuff and obsessing over like two people who they think have got what they want and yeah. why, how come they can do it and I can't. And actually like letting go of that and putting it back to yourself and like, how can I be so valuable, so much of service to my people that people are going to want to see this content and then getting out there and kind of networking and letting people see you will always be a good use of your time. I, I hit a rock bottom recently when, um, I don't know what's happened, obviously with, with the lockdown that we're in, people like, you know, Jeffrey, 53 from Chichester, is all of a sudden <laughs> just kind of reaching out to female. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and he's, he's like, hi, sweetheart. Um, and I, I looked, I was like, you're not even fucking following me. The first thing you can do. Uh, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to convert like somebody who's about to send me a dick pic. I'm, I'm trying to convert them into a number at this stage. I'm like, are you interested in comedy at all? But if it are gets you, you closer in- to the swipe up, Amy, that's all that matters. I would do that. You know, I'd be happy. Yeah. I'll have him. Take him. Absolutely. I thought, Amy, what are we doing? I, I realised that I'd had like three or four dialogue boxes and I was like, okay, should we just... Should we just back <laughs> off from this now? Um, yeah, it, it's 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 insane, isn't it? The um, the things that we yeah. do. Yeah, it's but, good to keep that in mind, though, isn't it? Because we can, like, I've been there. Followers at any cost. I don't care who they are, as long as they're yeah, followers, as long as they like my pictures. And then you realise, I'm afraid to say that that. It's useless. That is the most useless following because they don't want to buy your stuff. They don't want to hear what you've got to say. They're not interested. So I would always rather have like 1,000 people who really genuinely mm-hmm. care 
than 10,000 people but who then, but are just the, there. But I want the swipe up because <laughs> otherwise, I just don't want to put link in bio anymore because nobody's no, got time for that shit. No one's going to my bio. <laughs> I think they will roll that out eventually. Do you think they will roll it out they? eventually? Swipe ups for all, you know. Um, that would I be hope good. So. Yeah. I think it's about. Um, well, they like to keep everybody in the app, don't they? And also probably about protection. You know, when you're like on a BBC website and they say external links have not been vetted and mm. I think there's probably something about if you've, if you've got 10,000 followers, they assume that you're not going to put right, a okay. spam link or a porn link. Oh, in I see. Brain. I see. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Can I just ask about captions, please? You know, ask with the me. pictures um, and so on your grid, you have a picture and then captions and I'm. I think I thought initially, and maybe it's just changed, that captions needed to be short and sweet. But now I, I see that people are putting really long captions. I actually really like a really long caption. What, what, what's your What's your yeah. view on that? Different people have different tastes in it for sure, mm. and I think there probably are trends within it, like everything. But I love it when people use captions almost as like a micro blogging. Yeah. kind of space where they can put a little bit more about who they really are and give you something to connect to. Um, and it used to be like the advice a lot of the time you are right would be don't put anything too long because people won't read it and then they won't comment because they've not read it. Mm. And I think like some of the copywriting rules apply. Like if you can grab people with the first sentence and they're going to keep reading. And yeah. there's all kind of ways you can kind of play around with using your captions effectively. But I, for me, I definitely would say the more, the more human, the more relatable, the more funny, whatever you can put in there in terms of value like that is going to bring so much more back in terms of conversation and comments and DMs. And that's where people really get to know you. The picture is one thing, isn't it? But the comment, the caption, sorry, mm. is kind of the other side of it. And I mm. love that when it's like, here is the beautiful picture, but also here is the rest of the story. Yeah, yeah. Can you yeah. just go through what it is that you offer um, online? I mean, we talked about the book and I know there's the Insta retreat, um, but then there you've got some other online offerings as well, haven't you? I do, yeah. So the Insta retreat is my like big... Someone described it as an A-level in Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like six weeks of really going through, like, how do you want to show up and then making that happen? Mm. Um, 
my newest one is called 15 Minute Magic, which is based on a lot of how I run my own business, which is kind of, I can do anything for 15 minutes, even if it's something I don't want to do. So oh. <laughs> replying to emails or making a Pinterest graphic or trying out something that feels really outside of my comfort zone. So every day they get a 15 minute prompt to go and take action in their business. Right. And um, we come together as a community oh, and brilliant share idea. the results. Yeah, it's like bite size, isn't it? Exactly. And it's like get in and get back out again, instead of doing that thing where you kind of go on Instagram and forward hours later you can't remember what you went in for it's like you've you the clock is ticking you've got to come in and do it and then I have two classes for kind of creative photography one is called bloom and grow and it's all about summer and spring and using Mm. what's naturally available at that time and the other is gloom and glow and it's all about winter photography wonderful because also you do encourage people to find inspiration in um in the everyday don't you and and that's very sort of therapeutic, yeah, you know, as as well to you know, to to take time to to do that. So yeah, it's like a visual gratitude journal. That's how I see it. And for me, it started because I was living in a house that my now husband had chosen with his ex partner, and I felt really disconnected from everything around me and couldn't control this big picture that didn't make me happy. So I, I got really invested in the small picture of like yeah. the way the light might come in through the window and shine on the flowers on the windowsill and. Instagram was my way of kind of capturing and holding on to those small things that I was grateful for. And that's really carried on through everything I do. I think it's about, no, it doesn't matter how difficult the big picture is. There's always something we can hold on to, hopefully. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful feed as well to just to just scroll through. Every picture is, I mean, obviously, you know, what, you know, you know what you're doing. You know how to put it together, but it all just looks absolutely gorgeous. Can we just shout out what your hashtag, what is, is your hashtag... Your name? My my name, it's me and Orla, um, because right. Orla is my daughter and I started it on maternity leave. So it's, yeah, yeah. I've kind of backed myself into a corner with that where I can't change it. <laughs> if you're just starting on Instagram, I recommend just using your name for sure. <laughs> Can we get your opinion as well on some of the other platforms before we go? So yeah. Facebook, Twitter and more recently TikTok, which I'm thinking is for the youngsters, is it not? But uh, what do you? What are they for? What's different about them to Instagram? How should we be using them? Or is Instagram really the... It's, I mean, I think it's sounding... You know, in my experience, it's, the, it's, the, the, it's nice and it's creative and it's beautiful. But So what, yeah, what, what's your opinion on those? Yeah, so Facebook is owned by the same people as Instagram. They are all one company now. So if you have a Facebook, you kind of already have an Instagram. They've already got all of your data. But as mm. we said at the beginning, Facebook is mainly people connecting with people they already know. Um, and yeah. it's not... It's not my favourite place to be, probably for that reason. I don't really care what Jay and I went to school with 20 years ago doing. (laughs) There's a reason we didn't keep in touch. The exception for Facebook is groups. And I know a lot of people love Facebook groups because there were groups for pretty much everything. You know, Mm. groups for your local community, but groups for interests as well and hobbies. Um, And that is a place where you can then, again, connect with people you don't already know. So I'm definitely a big fan of Facebook groups and the the settings and the freebies that they give you within groups to, to kind of create a community are amazing. Mm, Twitter yeah. terrifies people. I love it. I love it <laughs> I well, do not yeah. have negative Twitter experience, really. Like, I think it's... As long as you keep out of the, mm. the, the thorny issues and to, unless you're ready mm. to sign up for what's going to come. Um, and I do a Twitter chat once a month called the Insta Chat oh. where 
it, that sounds so silly that it's in a chat about Instagram on Twitter, but it's it's just really works on that format. And what I tend to do is try and drag everyone over from Instagram and we all have a conversation about something topical. We might just talk about like what's working for us right now or how we're feeling about Instagram or a really specific thing like how do you take your pictures. Um, and that's a really beautiful way for people to kind of connect and it tends to start loads of conversations that then carry back on over to Instagram. Oh, I might I might try and join you on that because as Louise knows, Louise is um, prolific on Twitter. She's, you know, uh, she, she's always having, she's always tweeting um, and I just can't seem to get on with it. I think because I'm more visual than the written word. Yeah. Uh, and, and I've noticed a lot of people have been just putting, they're basically using Twitter like they use Instagram. They just put a picture up and then put a caption. But I guess Twitter, the purest Twitter would say you go to Instagram for the visual stuff, but Twitter is more for actually, you know, clever tweets or, or wordplay yeah. or... So Instagram is where you connect with people you don't know through pictures. Twitter is where you connect with people you don't know through words. Through oh, so, words, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I'll come yes. over to your Twitter chat then. I'll, I'll look, I'll look that up. <laughs> Go on. What do you think about Twi- TikTok? Oh, so TikTok. This is an interesting one. It's a very timely question for me. So TikTok yeah. UK contacted me a few weeks ago and asked me to do some sponsored work for them. Yeah. So they wanted me to post on Instagram, inviting people over to TikTok, and they're keen to create more of a business user base over there. Oh, I hadn't wow. previously been on it, but I did have a bit of kind of TikTok FOMO, this like fear of, am yeah. I missing out? People seem to be loving TikTok. What am I not getting? So created an account. I've posted about six videos. No, I saw it because I saw that fantastic. <laughs> I loved your video that you did where you t- showed the picture and then sh- filmed the picture yeah. and then scanned around to show the fact that the rest of the room was a complete tip or whatever you know tiktok <laughs> didn't like the people of tiktok didn't seem to love it oh, <laughs> or oh. what i mainly have got from tiktok so far i've got like a thousand followers there now mm. um but my main comments are just 12 year old boys saying why are you verified how are you verified That's oh. All oh. right and how are you verified is that through the tiktok business relationship yeah, I think they just right. popped that on there as a little bit of a like, yeah, this really is who she says she is. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think that I do believe that there are people on there. I think there's probably a micro community for everything on TikTok. Mm. But someone said to me, TikTok's for extroverts. And I think I relate to that. I'm definitely too introverted. I don't want to do any <laughs> yeah. dancing. It is mainly dancing, camera. isn't it? And, you know, I'm going to I'm going to have to say that, uh, you know, uh, for the young people, you know, in the People up to the age, I think anyone over 25, no, don't do that. Don't, you know, because you're showing yourself <laughs> up. And, it, you know, <laughs> but, but I say that, uh, you know, but this is for you know, four years ago, I remember scoffing at my friend who said I should get on Instagram because I was like, it's all pictures yeah. of people's food. So I'm, I'm a bit, well, at the moment, I'm just like, you know, oh, you're over 25. You should, like, don't do that to yourself. But maybe. I've definitely heard will, people say that. Yeah, so, you know, well, I'll be interested then to follow and see how you get on with it and whether you change your mind and suddenly go, aha, I love being on TikTok. That would be interesting. I mean, I hope so. And it was it was really interesting for me kind of to just watch the fit my brain through about being somewhere new, yeah. being out of my comfort zone and not mm. knowing what to do and just how much fear and uncertainty that brought up. And I, I, it was really helpful for me as someone who teaches Instagram to remember what that feels like when you yeah. first join a platform and it yeah. feels like everyone knows all these secret rules that you don't know. Yeah. And yeah. you post something and you're like, have I even done this right? Yes. All of that stuff kind of came up for me afresh on TikTok. On TikTok. So it's been a really valuable experience, even if it doesn't turn out to be 
you yeah. know, the one for me. Brilliant. For me, I'm just, uh, you know, my, um, uh, you know, the whole Snapchat. I mean, that's one thing. We, we kind of could do a whole different conversation about that. It's been and gone, has it? Has that been and gone? I think that... it has. has, it, has right. it I think Instagram stole all of its... But I keep calling TikTok Snapchat, which I think means that I'm past it. <laughs> Oh. One of those young people things. <laughs> oh, it, it, just, you're it still so it, young, so that's like really yeah. depressing. <laughs> it represents yet another waste of forty minutes in an hour for me to have another app that I'm trying to grapple with. Um, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very difficult to keep up. <laughs> well, I think it's just about finding the one that feels like home to you mm. and giving yourself permission to just go all in on one. So I don't really use Facebook for my business. Mm. I tweet, but only because I like it. And TikTok, you know, they had to pay me. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Instagram's where it's at for me. <laughs> I think like we always say, we, we've stumbled across this uh, conversation with different people that we spoke to because it, 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 I mean, it is even more so now again with lockdown. It is, it's a lifeline for a lot of people, isn't it? Um, yes. But but just just always just have an eye and curate who you're following. So in your newsfeed, if you are, I mean, listen to me sounding like I'm like I know what I'm talking about. For me, if I so see true. stuff repeatedly that just makes me feel a bit shit or a bit insecure or a bit, I just like you were saying before, it's so true, Sarah. I, I would unfollow that person and not in a na- nasty, vindictive way, but as a protective thing for my my chi and my energy like I, I, I may just have to unfollow people if they're not kind of it, it, I'm not in the same headspace that I was when I initially followed them yes yeah we've all got to take that kind of responsibility I think for our own mental well-being whenever yeah. we're online and and that's because if we try and outsource it to everybody else and say you shouldn't post pictures like this or you can't do too much of that we're never going to win so much better to be taking that control back for ourselves and there's also the mute feature so if you don't want to see someone yeah. or what they're posting right now but it's too political to unfollow yes. them or cause yeah. some sort yeah. of drama you can just quietly mute them and they just disappear for you for a while for a while yeah okay. they do that on um, Facebook I think where you can just mute somebody for 30 days and it's interesting because I've done that with a few people uh, and I'm like oh I wonder how that person's getting on oh yeah I muted them <laughs> so so you know I, I, I thought they were there like world domination and actually it, it's just because I wasn't in their echo chamber for a while I, yeah. I'm thinking oh actually no they're, they're not taking over the world with comedy they're, they're not um, headlining at the O2 I just got that impression because I was listening to everything that they were spurting out at that at that point. Um, yes. Completely. So, yeah. It's amazing what our brains can make of those tiny snapshots, even though we know it's only ever like yeah. 1% of their reality. Mm. Our brains are very keen to go, well, they, they've got it all sorted out. Their life is perfect and they're always happy. What's wrong with you? Mm. Mm. Yeah. I, I do think we're just scratching the surface of the, the whole, the life online and what our brains react to that. And I think when our kids are sort of in their 40s, they'll be so much more savvy, hopefully, mm. you know. Oh, we could speak to you all day. Thank you so much, Sarah, for taking the time out with us today and sharing all your knowledge and your insights. Um, We'll put all the links for everything we've spoken about in the show notes. Um, And I hope you... Is it a lovely day up there in Yorkshire? It's beautiful. The sun is shining. So, yeah, it's going to be a good one. And thank you for having me. If anyone is joining Instagram and feeling completely bewildered and lost, my DMs are always open. If you can figure out how to message me, then you'll find me. And you do a fantastic (laughs) newsletter as well. I'm going to put all the details for everything and then everyone can go and and find and start sort of really you know working out a a great way to get into instagram if they're interested in it i'll see you all there 
Produced by Louise Daniels. Visit louise-daniels.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.